Welcome to the supporting cast. This is Eli Goldsmith. Today's guest for the season two finale of the supporting cast is former Dodger pitcher and Korean baseball legend Chan Ho Park. In this episode, Chan Ho speaks about first visiting Dodger Stadium in 1992 during a visit with the Korean national team. And despite sitting in the nosebleeds, how Chan Ho was immediately spellbound dreaming he could someday play on that field. Chan Ho had no idea that a little more than two years later, his dream would come true, with Chan Ho becoming not only the first Korean-born major leaguer, but also eventually the winningest Asian-born pitcher in major league history. But Chan Ho is the first to mention the role of others in helping him to realize this spectacular dream. Mentors like Peter O'Malley, the Dodger owner who flew to Korea himself to recruit Chan Ho, and whose letters Chan Ho still keeps in a box behind his desk and reads to this day. Or Tommy Lasorda, the gregarious Dodger manager who treated Chan Ho like a son, exposing him to American delicacies like spaghetti and meatballs, while also taking the time to learn Korean culture, joining Chan Ho each spring training for sips of traditional ginseng tea. And then there's the city of Los Angeles, which aside from the Dodgers, boasts the largest Korean population in the world outside of Korea, meaning there would always be an authentic market to find his standard pre-game kimchi. But the story truly begins much earlier. Born in Gongju, a small farming town in South Korea, Chan Ho began as a third baseman, before encountering a supportive coach named Young Se-oh, who convinced Chan Ho he could become a pitcher if he built, quote, strong legs and a brave heart, end quote. Chan Ho rose to this challenge by sprinting the hills of his childhood street and overcoming the fear of a dark cemetery near his childhood home. I should add, a street that is now called Chan Ho Park Road and his home, now a museum, created in Chan Ho's honor. Up next, and in celebration of a hopeful summer ahead, the legend of Chan Ho Park. This is The Supporting Cast. Welcome to the supporting cast. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So my first question this season has really been about how people are doing personally. Um, so I know you were a former Major League Baseball player, and we'll talk a lot about baseball in this conversation. But first, I'd love to know how you, Rie, your three daughters are doing personally and how you've been doing personally over these many months of the pandemic. Obviously, this is a hard time. For everybody in, in the world, you know, and for our family, same thing. But it changed uh, many um, habits and then routines, you know, uh, living style. And mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of uh, negative things to make us really stressed, but a lot of good things too. Since they started mask, especially in the fall season and spring season, we, we had a 
it protects a lot. And then we have a good habit to wash your hand, kids, you know, so we don't have to yep. tell the kids. They automatically, they wash the hand really well, which is the good things. And then we start praying for, you know, our family, our family in Korea, grandmother, grandfather in Japan too. So they, we pray for the whole family because we see, you know, often, right? We see them often. Uh, also, we pray for people who lost family from the Corona sickness, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, they had a hard time, and especially uh, nurse, doctors, you know, and we see every day we see the, how they having a hard time in TV and, you know, we pray for that. A lot of good things in our family, so we learn a lot from, you know, how we can survive, how we can make better life, how we can help others and emotionally and uh, also they stay home a lot and uh, scrolling in the, in the internet so also you know yeah. uncomfortable for them in the beginning but later they get used to, so they do a lot of things in the home and then we do workout in the morning workout before they start class in the morning so we work out about a few hours before because we don't have to you know Drive up in the school, so we saved the time for like an hour for the you know working out in the morning, running and stretch and meditation. So, so tell me about that. So in the mornings, you guys run and meditate as a family, or just you and Rie, or, or tell me about that. Me, uh, my first girl Eileen, and second mm -hmm. girl Eileen, and fourteen and twelve years. So since four years ago, we we woke up at 5.30, 6 o'clock during the week because we have to work up early for the school anyway. When I was young and I used to do because I was an uh, you know, athlete, so I yeah. teach my kids and maybe we every day we stay home, maybe we should do it. So in the yeah. week, uh, and running and meditation. Yeah, running for uh, 30 minutes, meditation for about 10 or 20 minutes. And they really, you know, much better now. So. And have you, I know meditation has become much more popular over the pandemic because mm -hmm. uh, people's just stress and anxiety and it, it helped them sort of process not knowing what's happening in the future. Have you meditated for a long time or is this something new for you? Yeah, I meditated for a long time since 1998. So I was having a little, little difficult in the season at that time, some months. So I learned from others. So I started doing the meditation that during the season, and that helps me, you know, a lot. So now I teach the people to meditating in in oh, really? here when I go to Korea during the fall season, and they have events, uh, uh, long meditation from me. And also I have a baseball clinic and the baseball camp for little league. We teach, you know, the kids and the prejudice uh, have spent time two days with me for baseball camp or doing something they learn from what I used to do. So that's part of the meditating times. This is a very important, I think, for the kids. So we teach that the kids meditating too in my camp. Wow. And this is in Korea? In Korea, yes. And you mentioned tomorrow you're heading to Korea for the summer. How much time do you spend still in, in Korea? I spend in Korea maybe half of the year. So maybe three times half the, you know, maybe trip to Korea during the springtime and summertime with the family during the you know, school break. And then fall season, I have like a little league baseball tournament and baseball clinics and then my foundation work. So, so fall season during the like October and November is really, really busy for me personally for spend time with a lot of kids, you know, who play baseball. 
And then also uh, TV shows, you know, I, I attend a, a lot of TV shows for variety shows or talk shows, you know. So <laughs> it's pretty quite a work in Korea when I go to Korea. <laughs> Ah, because you are, you are a, I mean, you're a celebrity here, but you're a, a big celebrity in Korea as well. People wonder after my retired life. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> How currently is Korea doing with COVID-19? Are they doing better than the United States? Or are they worse? Kind of what's the status of the virus there right now? A little less than 500 people now every day, but Korea is a small country. So, and there are also yeah. uh, IT and our cell phone works very popular so they can control each other very well. So especially government can follow the who got the virus and maybe in five minutes everybody know he got the virus. So and then restaurant visit or street he went or area he lives and they everybody knows so we it careful. Ah, so they're able to track where the virus is going and how people contracted the virus very accurately. Yeah, tracking is very, very good. And then the system is that, and also um, that they wear a mask. Everybody wear a mask, so that protects a lot. But they, they will get much better after they have people, more people get the vaccines. Right, right. So I'd love to go back to kind of your beginnings in Korea before you came to the United States. So tell me, where in Korea were you born, and what did your parents do? Well, Korea, South Korea, in a city called Gongju City is uh, born there. Uh, I lived there until high school, and then I went to the school in the college in Seoul, and two hours from the, the, my hometown right now. But before, when I was young, at the time, it's more than three hours because now it's all the freeway, highways is there. When I was young, it's my hometown is very small city. It's like a farm city, so mm. one baseball team, literally team and junior high and high school. And were you always a pitcher as a as a young kid? I started playing base when I was 10, play third base until when I was uh, 14. Yeah, middle school I started pitching and the high school I was number one pitcher, you know, <laughs> really which is a proud of myself. I played for a national team as pitcher. And then when I was uh, 19, I came to the others, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so when you were a young kid in junior high learning to pitch and in high school, I guess before going to university in Seoul, were there teachers or coaches that encouraged you as a pitcher or as a person? Well, when I was 14, right, and I started pitching and the manager, he asked me to pitching and then I throw the ball on the mound. I throw harder than any other pitchers in my same age, right? You threw it harder than them. Yeah, I was throwing harder than them. So everybody's surprised because, you know, actually I was throwing hard in the first base from third base when I, you know, get the ground ball. And then that's why the manager asked me to throw in the uh, ball from the in the mound to the catcher and then throw harder than any other pitcher. So now I became the pitcher. So I was training with the pitcher. And the one day we went to the game and tournament and uh, we didn't have a good game because uh, I pitched, you know, because I haven't done pitch where I gave a lot of walks. But I threw hard, but I wasn't ready to be in pitcher. 
So you you could throw hard, but but your accuracy wasn't very good yet. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I come back to school, I wasn't very you know, disappointed myself. So from school, everybody left, right? And I I couldn't go home. I just you know stay home and school for myself, sitting in the you know in the ground, feel sad and disappointed myself and lost my confidence. You know, mm. when I played third base, I was confident, but <laughs> pitching. So I was uh, kind of confused. Should I be in pitcher or just just go back to their base, you know? And then my manager show up after he he went home, but he was uh, stayed at school watching me, watching everybody leave the school, but he was watching me what I'm doing myself in the, on the field, right? So he came, he walked to me, he said, "Hey, channel, hey, being pitcher is not easy, and you're just beginning, but." A good pitcher had a strong leg and had a brave heart. Hmm. Oh, okay. I thought a pitcher is just can throw the heart. Right. right. You you think it was your arm, but he was saying it was your legs. Yes. So since that, I try and learn how can I build to my legs, you know, stronger, and how hmm. can I build to my heart is as brave, right? And then I figured out, you know, two things. I run to home. My house is like a, on the mountain, like a big hill, kind of. It's a small mountain. It's, it's the, the top of the hill. So I have to walk to the hill, but I never walk to the hill. So I, every day when I go home, I do that for the build to my legs stronger, like kind of good exercise, right? And then I do that every night before I go sleep in the whole my you know neighborhood. I do that. So now the streets, it's a uh, change named uh, by my name in my hometown. My childhood. Really? Yeah. The, city made the street it, is uh, now called Chanho Park Street? Yes. The city made it uh, the little museum by my childhood house, a small house on the hill. They had a lot of stories what I you know, just, just told, me, told you. But what teacher told me, a teacher told me that, you know, how built to the strong leg. But that. And also... Also, wow. figure out the, how I can build the my heart being brave, brave heart. Right? right. How do you build a brave heart? I started going to cemetery in the nighttime. I was fourteen, and curfew is like maybe ten o'clock. Right. In small towns, when you go out in nighttime, nobody on the street. Right. So, which is scary in the, in the farm, especially. Right. But uh, we have a like a famous cemetery that has a lot of story. <laughs> You know, 100 years ago, or that old cemetery, but that's very scary story I heard since I was young, right? So maybe I'll go there in the nighttime, I maybe built to my, you know, heart, be tough, you know, man or brave heart, right? Yeah, to, to overcome your fears. Yeah, but the first day I couldn't make it. I left my house and then by 100 feet, I had to come back home. You were too scared. Yeah, you're thinking, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I was not. And the second day, I was in mercy, so I tried again, and then a little more. But it takes about twenty minutes to get there and walk. But first day, one minute, I have to come back. Second day, five minutes, I have to come back. Third day, I try again. It takes five minutes. Yesterday, but that day, third day, it takes thirty minutes because. Mm. Go for one minute, trying to come back home. No, 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 go. 
back to the cemetery, trying to come back. And as soon as I see the cemetery, my leg can move forward. So I have to back to home. So I came back home. So third days, I couldn't make it. But fourth day, all the three days experience helps me to build the, the, the challenge, right? So I mm. made it to go to cemetery. When I get there and I takes about more than an hour and then I came back home, takes about three minutes because I ran back home really fast. <laughs> so, and I try to challenge every time. So like uh, people thinking this is guilty, I try to make it. Maybe other kids say, um, you know, scare the things they kids can go, but I try to go there and come back home. So that's the, how I built it. And then also, I think that helps me to come here to Major League mm. as a first game player from Korea. Yeah. So that the manager, which is, uh, I said, coach is number one and first coach who makes me now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And because you had overcome your fear going to the cemetery, trying a little more each day, yes. you sort of realized then as a pitcher and then eventually coming to the United States, that you could overcome any fear. Yes, yes. I was fear. I was fear to come to you know here. The American people. Yeah. Nobody here. I don't. I don't know anybody, and I don't speak English at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially my parents, and they they don't agree. I go. I come here, but I was. I told them. I was wonder how I can. I want to pitch that Dodgers Stadium. Because I said well, two years ago when I played for the national team, I went to the watching the Dodgers game. That the stadium is beautiful. When Dodgers ask a scout, and two years later, hey, that's the chance maybe I can pitch there. Because uh, at two years ago I was wishing so bad trying to pitch there. I didn't understand this being major league or not because I got no information. So I just the stadium is so beautiful in front of the so many people. I, that's cool things. And then so I was just dreaming, dreaming, oh, maybe one day, maybe practice or, you know, I want to walk in the field and, uh, you know, stand up the mountain, that's in heat, but I made it that dream. Yeah. So let's tell that story. So you came to the United States with the national team and played at Dodger Stadium for the Korean national team. Is that right? Oh, no, we play. I was a high school, senior high school. And oh, in high school. Okay. Play for a national team and we play against the Japan and, um, USA team, high school national team. High school, okay. Our game was in Long Beach some stadium, right? And then uh, Korean team, we play two games each day, doubleheader. I pitch three games and three win. Wow. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is uh, you know, pitched pretty well. And then you know, at that time, the Dodgers scouts was there at the game. So first time I met the scouts at there, but I didn't understand that. You know what they start talking to me, right? So the translator. You, you didn't speak English. I didn't speak English. They two American people came walk to me and they say something, but I didn't understand. I thought they just trying to say hi, but they talk some long time. So, so I called my translator and they uh, translator explained to what they say. They asked me invite you know Dodge camp during instructional league during the fall season. Right, but because the game was in the summer, so September every major league has instructional league, uh, which is in Arizona, 
and mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to invite me into their instruction league to pitch there, but I didn't understand. So I said, no. So my parents <laughs> help to talk to anybody in their, their other country. So. And so when did you see Dodger Stadium for the first time? After we won the whole four game after the games. And then, uh, you know, I told you I pitched three games, uh, three wins, which is, I uh, feel like very happy and calm. Oh, yeah. Right. And then we, uh, next day, one day before we go back to Korea, we have a tour in Los Angeles. And we visit the Universe Studio for uh-huh. till five o'clock. And after dinner, we went to Dodger Stadium to watch a game. Mm. And then I thought Dodger Stadium, which is a Dodger game, is a part of the Universe Studio because there were so many people in the Universe Studio. <laughs> you thought it was a ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> yes, yes. And then it's a similar, they have baseball game like I had earlier yesterday. As I couldn't imagine how, I can explain to you how special was that in a moment. And I was sweating watching the game because I was so excited. Every time, you know, uh, the pitcher throwing, I feel like I pitched. Mm. And every time they hit and, you know, the white uniform, which is a large uniform, and because of the home game, we sat very far away, like top Yeah, deck. where were your seats, Jan Ho? You know, the Dodger Stadium, the Dodger logo in the top deck, in the middle behind, you know, home plate, very gift shop, above gift shop, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the first ticket. You can get right the nosebleeds they call them right <laughs> yeah and then i couldn't see the player well but i see this is good i see the whole stadium on one side and then everybody was in my side so for me more attractive for stadium you know size wise and how many people and attend watching the baseball game and then they're screaming it's a ba-ba-ba-ba-ba <laughs> you know, I learned, you know, do that, you know, too. So every time the music, bah, 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 and then fans say charge. And uh, I didn't understand what the charge means. So I just followed all the That was so fun. And then it makes me special moments. And then I, I started, you know, wishing, I mean, dreaming and pitching on the mound. Did you really, in that moment, you started to dream, wow, what if one day I could pitch on that mound? Yes. And also, I bought a Dodger jacket before I leave at the gift shop. And in Korea, when I came back, and I'll wear Dodger jacket every day in my hometown. Right At that time, like 30 years ago, the jacket is more shiny. Like the fabric is different than these days in the Major League jacket. Before, maybe you remember, it's a Major League jacket is more like, you know, shiny, right? Shiny, yep. Yeah, so when I wear the jacket in my hometown, my hometown is a farm, you know, city, which is a small town. When I wear the jacket, Dodger blue jacket with the English letter in the front, which is the Dodgers, it's so special. So everybody watching me on the street and they asked me, what is that? So, oh, I went to America by this jacket and then I saw the Dodgers game at the other stadium but and i was keep dreaming when i wear that jacket that reminds me uh watching that game and then remind you know dreaming in the my you know pitching then months so and then two years four months later every day dreaming came true after two years and four months later really so two years four months later you're on that mound at dodger stadium and the same player mike piazza catching oh 
Yeah, Brad Burner playing center field. Tim Waller played third base. Henry Rodriguez played left field. And Eric Carroll's first base. Brown Mondes played right field. So same guys. And my agent told me that they are playing the two and four months before same player. Now they play for you. Wow. 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 So in order to get drafted, so you had said no to these scouts who wanted you to come to the instructional league. Tell me about those two years and four months. So eventually some scouts came to Korea and watched you play there and they were from the Dodgers and eventually signed you. Correct. Well, that's a good question because uh, you're going to be surprised when I tell you the story. But I signed and the Dodgers had a little different story than any other player because the owner of the Dodgers came to Korea. Huh. Because before major league team trying to sign the player from Japan, from Korea, from Taiwan, you know, they tried, but they couldn't done that. Because only scouts come, and my parents, if scouts only came to Korea to see my parents, my parents probably say no, right? But Peter O'Malley, which is the uh, Dodgers owner, came to Korea to visit my family and president of my college. And then he explained how good pitcher I am and Dodgers needs pitcher like Chan Ho and who can throw hard, had a big strong legs, you know, which is a good future. And I think Dodger can uh, make success challenge baseball career. Then my parents really respect because owner came to Korea and visit. And also Peter Omani told my parents and uh, Peter Omani's children is about the same age as uh, my age, which is, you know, he will treat his son if a chance comes to, to Dodger. So Peter O'Malley said that you would be, sorry, treated like a son? Son, yeah, his own son. Yeah, mm. that's a, like a special offer, Yeah, special meaning for my parents. So otherwise, my parents really worry about, you know, son go to America, leaving himself by himself. So it's safe to say Peter O'Malley was a pretty big influence in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Still now he's being good friend, good godfather. Uh, I learned a lot of things. You know, since I retired, we spent a lot of time learning about the baseball and operating, about the players. So, and he sent his his kids to Harvard Westlake as well. By the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He donated built to the uh, ba- Harvard Westlake baseball field too. Right. That's right. O'Malley Family Field. Yes, I went the game too. Yeah, I wish my my daughter can play baseball there, but you play golf. <laughs> so you get to the United States and you start in the minor leagues first before coming up to to the major leagues. Is that right? No, correctly. Uh, I play major league first. I was uh, yeah seventeenth player straight to major league from amateur in major league history. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, and I uh, play Major League first. But a few weeks later, they send down to the minor league because Major League strike is coming up, mm. 1994. I pitched so well during the spring training, really, really well. But the beginning season, I had a tough times. Uh, yeah. Pitched in front of the uh, thousand people, and between pitching uh, in front of the thousand people, uh, in front of the 
50,000 people at the Dodger Stadium. That's so different. So I was so tired and nervous because I put all my effort in the spring training and then during the season, start season is flying to three hours, playing next day, no day off, which is really, really hard. So, and then they think I need experience from minor league and baseball culture and get people, you know, know each other. That's the, you know, what they, think I need that, you know, that experience. So they sent down to my league. And then yeah. two years and came back, 1996, September, played and then straight played in 17 years in Major League. Yeah. Yeah. And you had, I mean, you had, what, five straight years of 10 or more wins. You finished your career with more than 100 wins, I think more than 120 wins, the most wins of any Asian-born baseball player. You were the first South Korean-born Yes, baseball player ever in the major leagues as well. Yes, yes. Well, being the first Korean-born player in the major league was hard, was difficult. Yeah. Everything new, right? And also from different culture, but it was special too. So especially, uh, I got support, you know, a lot of, from a lot of Dodger fans, but especially from the Korean people in Los Angeles, it was a special. yeah. Yeah, it was special. And uh, I didn't realize at that time, right? Because everything is difficult. But later I realized that, oh, I couldn't success by myself without that you know, support from the Korean people, Korean community. And whenever I go to other city for road trip and Korean community trying to come to the stadium, trying to help me, trying to talk to me. So they released my homesicks. They make you less less homesick, you said. Exactly, yes, yes. And Los Angeles, not everyone knows, I, I believe we are home to the largest Korean population outside of Korea in the United States. Is that right, Los Angeles? There is, yeah, over 2 million, yes. Yeah, Los Angeles is the uh, biggest Korean community in the world in the outside of Korea, yeah. And so what did it mean to be a Dodger? <laughs> uh, what did it mean to then finally wear the uniform here and you had walked around Korea wearing that blue shiny jacket and felt so proud and dreamed about it. And then you come here and you're a Dodger and you're pitching at Dodger Stadium in front of all those fans. Yet you also have this huge Korean community here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. that sees you as a, a heroic figure for them as well. What did that feel like? Well, obviously beginning is I didn't know anything. I don't. So everything is new. So I have to meet new people, even American and Korean, right? And I have to start talking English and I, I have to start eating the American food, steak and hamburger or pasta. Right? And then that, that changes, you know, makes me interesting beginning, but later it's, it's tough, right? But mm. much later I get used, right? So I enjoy it. I think Korean uh, community is a huge support because I can go to Korean town after the game or during the, the off day, Korean town, and meet the Korean people, speaking Korean makes me yeah. feel better and then understand better. And then also I can buy Korean food from Korean groceries in Korean town. That, that helps a lot, especially my mom. My mom, mother came during the season, a few months, stay with me a few months in the season. And then she can go to Korean town to get all the Korean uh, market in Korean town and restaurants to bring the Korean food to home. Mm. So 
can feel like you know being home in Korea too. You know. Yeah. 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 That that is you know big help. That helps a lot. Just like you know, I used to eat Korean food before I pitch. Mm. You know, kimchi, which is spicy cabbage, right? So I had to eat the taste, even taste, before I pitch. So it makes me feel good, right? Huh. And so steak, instead of hamburger, instead of, you know, pizza, right? And then uh, I think in Los Angeles, Dodgers blue jacket when I bought it when I was high school. And then I was dreaming, made it a dream. And two years later, the jacket was a little different than... Two years ago, when I you know bought it in the gift shop, but still it was honor because it was dreaming. Right, dream came true. Right, and then yeah, yeah. pitching on that mound is just special. It's really really cool, and I was <laughs> so nervous when I first time pitching on that mound. From I ran from the bullpen to mound, I flew. I flew. <laughs> you floated. Then. Uh, so hard and I couldn't feel my leg. And then uh, when I standing on the mound and uh, I was pitching a few uh, one more pitch, I couldn't throw a strike because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in two better and then I gave up a double, which is a give up two runs from that double. And then uh, Tommy Rosorda and Mike Piazza came off the mound and say something, but I didn't understand. All right, so I just say okay, 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 <laughs> right? And then I pitch better, better focus, feel better, and breathe better to breathe. You breathe better, yeah. Yeah, I breathe better, and then start throwing strikes. And the first guy struck out, Javi Lopez, and then uh, next guy fly ball, and then next guy ground ball, and I finish the inning. And I walk to the dugout from mound, and I give up two runs. Right, and I feel so bad, but fifty thousand people standing up and giving me a hand. Wow! And Rasorda walked out from dugout, gave me a big hug. Wow! So I, I was wonder only the guy, me myself, feel bad because I gave up two runs, but everybody's so happy for what I did. It. Tommy Rasorda, his manager, came out to dugout. And gave me a big hug, which is feels like uh, uh, you know I won the game, you know. But uh, also fifty thousand people, you know, standing up, and then um, sort of gave me the ball. Hey, here's your first strikeout ball, and I have, still have that in the, the museum in the, my hometown. Yeah. And so they were they were applauding because to welcome you in your first start, but also there was they were aware that you were the first Korean baseball player as well. Yes, I became the first Korean baseball players from Korea, yes. When you were playing with the Dodgers and you didn't speak the language as well and you were still getting used to eating the hamburgers and the steak and, and understanding American culture, were there people in the organization that helped you? You're welcome to talk about Tommy Lasorda. I know he meant a lot to you. Or were there other people in the organization that were uh, supportive of you during that time? Well, mostly uh, for everybody, same way, probably players helps a lot because we talk a lot. We had a chance to talk a lot. We trying to, um, you know, help each other during the season, right? But for me, and I was the first one, so, and I had to learn a lot of things, language or culture. So I learned, I got support and learning from Lasorda a lot, from Tommy Lasorda. He said, first day I came here, 
hey, Chano, you're going to be my son. And, you know, huh. just, just be tough and throw the heart on the man and get him out all the best like a tiger. And that's the first day he told me that. And then since that, he's been such a great father. And in the field and out of the field, he used to love take me to dinner and to his house. And every time he got something like a dinner invitation, he loves to take me to there without the translator. So which is was a little <laughs> tough. So I have to learn eating pasta with him. <laughs> you know, obviously. And he loves meatball spaghetti. He loves talking so loves meatball spaghetti. And I became, you know, big fan of this, you know, meatball spaghetti too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Also, Peter O'Malley as owner, he helps me a lot too. He sent me letter. Still, I have here, I have here, it's all packed from his letters. Wow. For those listening, there's a box right behind you, Chanho, where there's just a bunch of letters. Those are letters from Peter O'Malley? Yes, it's all our letters, Peter O'Malley. It's the letters about news, newspaper articles, or something he wants uh wanna send a message to our family so something like that so that's a treasure for me so every day i open and read again 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 and brought you know old memories which is cool and uh, party at the you know dodger town in Vero beach doing the spring training it's the first cool memory and uh, drinking tea the ginseng tea with the tommy rustler in my room and the Dodger Town and doing the spring chain, he came to my room first time in the night and um, he wondered what I'm drinking. And I said, oh, this is a ginseng hot tea. And okay, he wants to try and he tried. He really likes hot tea, you know, really temperature, really hot. He drinks very fast, you know. And I saw that said, hey, Chano, every day you look at the mirror, you must tell yourself you're going to pitch on the Dodger Stadium. Immediately, I started to do that, hmm. right? So I started to do that every day in the night before I go to sleep. And in the morning, I look at the mirror and say, hey, you're going to pitch the other stadium. And then after spring training, I made it to the in the roster, the opening game roster, and pitching the other stadium three games uh, later opening game. That's wow. history of the Korea baseball and the history of the Dodgers. Well, and it sounds like Lasorda, he introduced you to his culture, right? You were eating spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> with uh, with Tommy, but he also wanted to take some time to learn yours, right? He came to your room and wanted to drink the tea that you were drinking and showed respect to the Korean culture as well. Yeah, exactly. I told a lot of things about my culture, my family, especially my parents. And he wondered what my parents, you know, how to raise, you know, so my parents have a small electric uh, store in my hometown for 30 years and now they they're a farmer right for nuts and um, rice tommy heard from me about the, my parents how my parents raised me and tommy said hey i'm gonna be your american father so you're gonna be success for a long time in the major league so you don't have to worry about anything that's what he said yeah wow yeah for cup of the ginseng tea. <laughs> and is there a, before, there are some personal kind of get to know you questions that I'm going to ask at the end of this, Chan Ho, but is there a highlight, a, a highlight, obviously that first moment on the mound, I'm sure was a highlight, but is there a, 
another moment from your long career with the Dodgers. And then you played, I should mention, you also played with the, the Rangers, the Padres, the Mets, back to the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Pirates. You made your way through and then went back and played in Asia again later in your mm -hmm. career. Is there a, a highlight or a, a moment from your career that you treasure the most on the mound? Boy, I thought I pitched first game that the Dodgers stay in my career. That's so special, but it was so, so nervous. But uh, yeah. so when I wear the Dodger uniform back after I left like uh, six years. Right. This is when you're back with the Dodgers in 2008. Yes. And I left uh, 2002 and I came back 2008. Right. Especially when I spring the spring training in the Beaver Beach. That was the last spring training in the Beaver Beach Dodger town. When I arrived at Dodger Town, there are people who worked at the Dodger Stadium during the spring training. They've been lived there a long time. So they know me when I first came there. So first year I came from Korea, they said, welcome to Dodgers. And then 2008 season during the uh, spring training, they said, welcome back. Mm. So welcome Dodgers, welcome back. So welcome back sounds for me so thankful. Right. I think that's mm. the way I can come back and uh, I feel like I came back home. Mm. So I welcome back home. So, you know, people who work there and obviously they're old, I hopefully still there live and, you know, healthy. A lot of people who work there and then they're older people, but I think they made me, you know, feel like you were back home. Yeah. Come back to pitch well and then play other four more years in the major league, you know, season and they made it 124 wins in the, which is a Asian records. Yeah. That's right. The most wins of any Asian born uh, player in major league history. Before we go, Chen Ho, I want to ask a few, there are some standard questions as part of the supporting cast. They relate to Los Angeles. We're known for our movies, our food and our climate. So first, what is Chan Ho Park's favorite movie? It could be an American movie or a Korean movie, but but I might not know the Korean movies as well as the American movies. Okay, Rocky is my number one American movie. Ah, Rocky. Rocky. No, Minari. Minari was a good movie too. Oh, Minari. Yes, I loved Minari. Yeah, Minari was uh, lately my favorite movie. But Rocky is when I watched the first Rocky when I was really young in Korea. That I couldn't forget that movie moment after I watched by myself in the theater. And then I went to my home, which is 30 minutes, like Rocky. <laughs> and then I started training what Rocky done in the movie. Yeah. And you, you going up and down that hill and going to that cemetery in Korea was kind of like training, like Rocky training and his legs and his heart, right? That's very true. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, everything, you know, if you want something, it's just not just came. It's you have to build, you have to make something work hard to make that, you know, so I believe that. Yeah. It's like Rocky did it, uh, I did it, everybody. Uh, second, what's your favorite meal in Los Angeles? Is there something you and Rie make at home or is it uh, a restaurant in Koreatown or not Korean food? Well, I got lucky to marry a chef, a chef. Oh, that's right, that's right, your wife's a chef. Rie, uh, she, her specialty is, is Italian French, right? So we had a chance to eat Italian food at the home and also Elaine, uh, she can cook too. Every day, daughter, yep. every time we, you know, cook at home, her recipe on salad is very 
popular than home. Italian food, uh, my favorite, Bippo spaghetti. From Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, so which is, uh, you know, my favorite. And well, steaks and then uh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge, you know. So I know many people know saying uh, Korean barbecue, which is a posh barbecue restaurant in Korean town. It's really, really popular. I took our soda there one day. We ate so much. And, uh, you know, kimchi is very spicy, cabbage. We eat just like a little taste by taste. But the soda is like salad. He asked more, 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 like eating like salad before we start eating meat, right? So, which was funny. Park's barbecue, uh, which is a Korean barbecue, is a huge. Got it. My favorite meal. So, Italian food at home or Park's barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite place in Los Angeles? Uh, is there a part of town or a street or is it Dodger Stadium? <laughs> well, these days I play golf a lot so all the golf course is my favorite got it do you have a favorite golf course uh, my favorite golf course is bel air and uh, i met beautiful i met uh, ben scully there and jerry west there right and uh, i played there and so this so which is my favorite golf course and actually i been challenging being pro in golf pro in korea so I attend the first play, the playing the PGA Korean Tour in Korea. And your daughter just won a golf tournament over the weekend. You said, right? He's holding up the medal. <laughs> that says first place. Yeah, this is the second time that she won the medal. And yesterday, and we had a great day. I took her to the tournament, and I tore her on the way to tournament. Hey, Aline, uh, when I was young, when I play uh, baseball, and my mom came to watch the, my game every game. My, my dad couldn't because she, he has to work. But my mom came. I saw her face after I won the game, and especially I pitched well or I made a hit, I made a, and I hit a home run. After the game, I saw the, her face and super happy. I remember. So I want to play better since then, trying to make my mom happy more and more and more. And, <laughs> and, but you don't have to pressure. If you play what you learned from the last practice and just, just exactly just do again, again, again. Just don't try to make it too much. Right. And then yeah. she won that. She showed me this after the tournament. And then I, I was so happy. Yeah. And then she called her grandmother in Korea and they told her about the story. And my, her grandmother was so happy. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. The, the very last question. I know you are the parent of three daughters. Uh -huh. I have a two and a half year old daughter and another daughter on the way that we're expecting in a matter of weeks. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. What is your best parenting advice? Be with them. It's tough for me because I got a lot of work in Korea, but that's why I try to work out in the morning, work out with them. I run with them, playing golf with them, do a lot of things with the kids. So they often start talking when they, you know, hard thing. So that they open up to you when times are tough and they, they confide in you. Yes. Usually, usually they open a lot of things with their mom because they're girls. But uh, I loved talking about their personal things. Yeah, to hear all those stories. Yes. Well, thank you so much. 
Chan Ho, uh, for spending this hour with us and for telling your incredible story about going up and down that hill in Korea and overcoming your fear at the cemetery and sitting at the nosebleeds at Dodger Stadium, dreaming of being there. And then two years, four months later, is that right? Yes. You were on that mound pitching to Mike Piazza. It's really an incredible and inspiring story. So thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun to talk. Yeah, hopefully many people understand my English. But <laughs> Your English is great. Thank you. Thank you, Chan Ho. And thank you so much for joining us for the supporting cast. Thank you. Thank you.